I have never thought it was a good idea to assign numbers to people. It removes the personalness of a name. Once you have a name, you are a person, and it triggers something in your mind that makes the person real. While I'm better with numbers than names, and I can remember random numbers, but I can never put a name to a face, assigning a number to a person is impersonable, and it helps people make decisions that are better for them than the collective numbers. Today, we're going to talk about productivity scores, what they are and why they don't work. It's Monday, September 12th, and this is The Brew House. Well, it's upon us. The 10 days a year I dread the most. If you can't hear it in my voice, I'm tired, exhausted, and it's only day two of the Clay County Fair. Now, anyone listening out there might not realize what it takes to run a food stand. From knowing the products you need to order, to finding workers, to passing health inspection, it's a lot going on for 10 days. It's my job to open the fair booth, and with the help of a few of my friends, we find workers, and I get help putting the booth up and tearing it down. We specialize in funnel cakes. If you're not familiar with with that, it's a deep-fried pancake batter, basically. I'm sure a lot of people out there will think, well, it's only a small county fair in the middle of a small county. Our little town of Spencer will see over 300,000 people go through the gates of the fair this year. That's a lot of $1 bottles of water and funnel cakes. So if you ever wanted to know if you'd love to run a restaurant, go volunteer at a fair booth stand. Many are always looking for workers and that itch you think you have of starting a restaurant will disappear. Now on with the show. Numbers have been attached to people for years. Social security, 1936, FICO, 1989. What I find interesting is the social security number. It's not actually used for identification. This is from ssa.gov. The social security number is the single uh, most widely used record identifier for both government and private sector, exerting a broad influence on the lives of most Americans. However, by itself, it is not a personal identifier because it lacks a systematic assignment to every person and uh, to the means to authenticate the person's identity. The Verge says this, and I think it states it the best, The social security number was originally intended for one purpose, tracking a worker's lifetime earnings in order to calculate retirement benefits after age 65. But birth certificates are issued state by state, and not everyone has a passport, making the social security number the closest we have to a national ID. As a result, the social security number is now widely used within the government and private sector, and most people are no less confused about it now than they were 75 years ago. Scores can also be something that can allow you to do or not do certain things. For example, in China, the social credit system is a national credit rating and blacklisting uh, being developed by the government of the People's People's Republic of China. The social credit initiative calls for the establishment of a record system so that businesses, individuals, and government institutions can be tracked and evaluated for their trustworthiness. There are multiple different forms of social credit systems being experimented with. While the national regulatory method is based on blacklisting and whitelisting, the program is mainly focused on businesses and it's very fragmented. Contrary to popular misconceptions that it was focused on individuals and is a centralized system. However, in 2018, Rutgers reported, China said it will begin applying its so-called social credit system to flights and trains and stop people who have committed misdeeds from taking such transports for up to a year. People would be put on a restricted lists, including those founds to have committed acts like spreading false information about terrorism and causing trouble on flights, as well as those who use expired tickets or smoke on trains. 
According to uh, statements uh, issued by the National Development and Reform Commission's website, crazy stuff going on there in China. But something that interesting is happening in the United States now that the world has been taken over by work from home. It's called the productivity score. This is so new, I can't even find a Wikipedia on it. There has been some changes uh, to a Microsoft website because they used to reference productivity score, but now it seems to be changed to something called an adoption score. It's unclear why Microsoft changed it. I did find on the, on the website you see today this. Microsoft Productivity Score is one of the more recent and controversial arrivals in the Microsoft ecosystem, aiming to provide visibility into your employees' experience so you can improve efficiency and empowerment in the workforce. The score is sure to appeal to plenty of business leaders. It appears to show uh, where they are on the digital transformation journey, according to Microsoft. The score aims to show how much your employees are really using various tools and how you can work to improve the team's experience. The productivity score uses metrics, insights, and, recommend, and recommended actions designed to support companies in, gener in generating better results for their teams. Primarily, productivity score focuses on people's experiences, technology experience, experiences, and social reports. Your overall productivity score is based on the com combination, combined score of, the, of your people and technology experience categories, with the highest potential score falling at 800. Sounds to me like a credit score, but a credit score for your productivity. Interesting. And I just got to say, if you ever wanted to create something that was like the most convoluted, unintelligible sentence trying to explain that we're watching your employees, I mean, there it was right there. I mean, they had to invent these the sentences, this all those sentences, all this extra like technology experiences, people experiences. I mean, look, uh, there's a guy who uh, is has been in tech my entire life. If if people around me are having struggles with say a piece of technology, like they can't get their email and Outlook, they're gonna call you on the phone and say, "Hey, my Outlook's not working." You don't need some kind of score or something to say. They're not using their outlook like they're supposed to. They're either using it like they're supposed to or not. This is this is craziness to me. Now, look, for myself, for many, many years, I have been in R&D. Uh, that's short for research and development. The nice thing about R&D is that a product has to appear or change in a way the boss can see. So your productivity is based on visible results. Also consider this. I own a local managed service provider. We do networking for a few hundred mile radius around our facility. My team and I bill our time. And I always tell them, even though we are billing our time, we're actually billing for your experience. So something that takes you an hour might take the user all day. And maybe even the user wouldn't be able to do it at all. To me, that is productivity that can't be calculated. When someone calls with a printer issue, it might take five minutes for my team, or maybe an hour, depending on what they throw at it. At your job, when you step away from your computer over breaks, does your boss actually think you aren't still thinking about what you're working on? I was talking to someone today and he said, the guy was uh, looking at this for over an hour and I called and I had the problem fixed in a few seconds. Sometimes just stepping away for a moment is all that it takes to actually solve a problem. When you are AFK or away from keyboard, your mind resets. Even while writing these podcasts, I might get some writer's block. I walk away for a bit, still thinking about the episode, but I can attack it from a different angle. My first boss at my first ISP used to say, if the customer is taking up time in your mind, you're billing for it, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. Now, while I don't completely agree with that, I think it's hard to prove to the client that you were actually working on something 
uh, if the ticket says, thinking about issues at customer X. But there is something to be said about taking a brain power on something that has to do with work. All this, in short, is proof that the productivity score is bullshit. If productivity has something to do with wiggling a mouse or typing on a keyboard, but not what you're thinking, not you thinking about what you're working on. I believe a productivity score will actually do the opposite. If something, if someone typically does like say reports or something like that, and they've done it this way for a long time, it'll simply preclude them from doing the, from changing up how they're going to do the reports. Think of, think of it like this. If I could write a small shell script or a small program that could do these reports in five minutes, and maybe the reports took me all day to start with, wouldn't it be better to write the script so I can reclaim the rest of my day? No, employees won't do this. They'll continue to do it the way that takes the longest because that uses up more of their time. It's less efficient. Look, I get it. Standing around the, you know, working from home, uh, you don't know what the, what the person's doing. But think about this. When you go to work and everybody's standing around the water cooler or talking about the the game last night. People aren't really thinking about productivity then because you're at the office wearing a pantsuit. I, I don't understand it. Productivity should be judged based on the result of your work. And if you can take it something that to, used to take you eight hours and figure out a way to do it in five and get the same or better results, it's better for the company. It's better for you. And I encourage that at my companies. But in the end, we do live in a generation where people say it's a private business and they can do what they want. And they're right. But here's the best part. If you don't like it, find a new job. Some place that respects your values. Respects that it is okay to be AFK thinking about the issues. Personally for me, if I have to question if my employee is being productive, I wonder, you know, what could be going on in their personal life. Or maybe they need just a couple days off to recharge. Maybe they're bored. Maybe they figured out a way to streamline a process and they're too afraid to tell me something and they're just annoyed that they have to do it this way over and over and over again. I think in short, what it can be summed down to, instead of giving a score to somebody if you think they're not being productive or if they're being too productive, uh, I think the most important thing you could do is just talk to your employees, talk to the people around you, find out you know, if they're having issues being productive, see if there's ways that they can do things better. And with that, I'll leave it for today. Have a great Monday.